You're listening to Penguin Tracks on 89.5 KOPN Columbia. On the phone with me is author Jonathan Gibson. He wrote the book, The Moon is Always Round. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, I, uh, I'm from Belfast, Northern Ireland originally, um, as you can hear from the accent. And, uh, but I've been in the States now three years. I'm uh, Associate Professor of Old Testament here at Westminster Theological Seminary. Uh, prior to that, I was a minister in Cambridge, England, a Presbyterian minister. After completing a PhD in Cambridge, I stayed on and did some ministry there. Married to Jackie, uh, we have uh, four children, Benjamin, Layla, as you know, passed away, which is why I wrote the book, The Moon is Always Round. And we've just adopted a wee boy called Zachary, and then my wife is expecting in January. Tell us about your book, The Moon is Round, and how you came up with the idea for it. Well, the book uh, sadly came out of a tragedy in our life. Um, three and a half years ago, my wife and I were expecting our second child, a daughter, uh, who we named Layla. And uh, at the 11th hour, just before she was due to be born, uh, she died in the womb and was stillborn four days later at nine months. Mm-hmm. And uh, my son, Benjamin, came to... Uh, a visitor in the hospital after she was stillborn. And later that evening, as I drove him home, he asked me, would uh, mummy ever grow a baby that wakes up? And uh, I told him I didn't know, but we should pray that maybe one day she does. And then he asked me, why isn't Layla coming home with us? And I told him, because she's gone to be with Jesus. And he asked, why has she gone to be with Jesus? And I told him, because Jesus called her name and she went to him. And he asked, will Layla come to us after a day with Jesus in heaven? And I told him, no, when you meet Jesus, you don't want to go anywhere else. Mm -hmm. And he said, why is that? And I said, well, because he's such a wonderful person. And then Ben said, does Layla not like us? And I said, no, she does like us. She just likes Jesus more. And then Ben, continuing to be confused and puzzled, said, why isn't Layla coming home? And I said, Ben, I don't really know why. Uh, I said, but do you remember the catechism I've taught you about the moon? He said, yes. And then I started to remind him of this catechism on the moon that I taught him. Uh, when he was about three years old, I he became interested in the moon. And each evening he was fascinated to look for the moon and see what shape the moon was. And I taught him a simple three-question-and-answer catechism where each night we would look for the moon and I'd say, what shape is the moon tonight, Ben? And he would say the moon is a crescent moon or a half moon or a gibbous moon. And then I would say, but what shape is the moon always? And he would say, the moon is always round. And then I would say, what does that mean? And he would reply, God is always good. And so that night in the car as we were driving home, I said to him, Ben, I don't really know why Layla isn't coming home, but do you remember the catechism on the moon? And he said, yes. And I said, you know, tonight, Ben, it's probably hard to see any of the moon, given that Layla has died and she's not coming home. Uh, But we need to remember the moon is always round and God is always good. So it's really out of that story in the car on the way home from the hospital that this book that I've written, The Moon is Always Round, has come about really my attempt to explain to children uh, the sovereignty and goodness of God, uh, even in the midst of great sadness.
At the funeral, you addressed Ben at the end. What did you ask him, and why did you choose to involve him in the service? Uh, so I gave a eulogy for my daughter, Layla. I wanted to show the significance of her life, even though she lived just nine months in the womb. Mm-hmm. I still believe she had a strong and important testimony for us all. And uh, But I also wanted Ben, he was three and a half at the time, to remember the funeral, to remember Layla as much as possible. So I chose to involve him in the eulogy, where at the end of the eulogy, I addressed him directly and said, Ben, you know, maybe when you grow up, you're going to have a whole lot of questions about why this happened and Mm -hmm. why your sister Layla never came to us. Uh, But I said, as you grow up, I want you uh, to remember that catechism I told you about the moon. Sometimes we can't see the whole of the moon, but we know it's always round. And so I asked him in the service, Ben, what shape is the moon always? And he said, the moon is always round. And I said, what does that mean? And he said, God is always good. And it was one of those moments in the service, it was quite a poignant moment where here we have a little three-and-a-half-year-old uh, affirming from his heart that God is always good, even though he doesn't quite understand it all. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought of Sam too, out of the mouth of babes and infants, God has ordained praise. And uh, so even in the midst of that sorrowing hardship, uh, Ben was able to testify of God's goodness and um I involved him because I I wanted him to try and own as much of these things and these truths as for himself as much as Jackie and I did. Why is it important to you to share the story involving death in a book for young children? Well, because I think suffering and death is something that uh, is going to visit our children uh, at some point in their life. Maybe it's going to be a grandfather or grandmother who dies, a parent or even a sibling. And uh, death is all around us. And I think sometimes as parents, we can tend to try and protect our children from it until they're adults. But Mm -hmm. in God's providence, Ben, at three and a half years old, encountered death in a very stark, a very real and painful way, when for nine months he'd been expecting to meet a little sister, and then all of a sudden she was taken from him. And as you could hear from the questions in the car, You know, he had a lot of questions for me and some quite profound questions as he was grappling with the the consequences of death, the absence of a loved one in in a home. In our case, the fact that Layla wasn't coming home. So I I wrote the book because I think it's important for us to speak about these things to our children. Uh, And so far, the, the response actually has been very good. A lot of parents who were quite apprehensive about broaching the subject with their children have written to me or spoken to Jackie and said they find that they've had some of the best conversations about the gospel mm-hmm. uh, with their children after reading this book. Will families who have not experienced loss yet in the same way you have be able to relate to this story? Well, I think the truth that the moon is always round, even when we can't see all of it, and God is always good, even when we can't see all of it in our difficult and upsetting circumstances, is a universal truth for all Christians of all ages. So whilst it's a children's book, I actually hope adults read it as well. Mm -hmm. And I hope every Christian who ever sees the book might buy it and read it, because I think we all need to be reminded of this truth that our God does not change. Uh, He is the same yesterday, today, and forever, the God who was and is and is to come. And his goodness doesn't change. 
and that is what we need. We need that anchor in our lives in when the storms of trouble and hardship and death and suffering come to us. We need to be reminded that the moon is always round, even when we can't see all of it. What are some of the activities suggested at the end of your book that children can do while reading? Uh, yeah, so in, at the end of the book, I have lessons for children. There's one about getting them to look back through the book and see in how many shapes the moon appears. Mm-hmm. And then at that point, I'm encouraging parents to talk with their children about how the illustration works in the story, uh, that the moon is always round even when we can't see it. And there's times in our lives we won't be able to see all of God's goodness in the different circumstances of life, but we need to believe that God is always good. And then I have a memory verse from Psalm 100 and verse 5. For the Lord is good, his steadfast love endures forever, and his faithfulness to all generations. And then I also encourage them to look back through the book and see if they can find uh, crosses uh, throughout the book. There are 10 crosses subtly drawn into some of the illustrations as telegraph poles or um, uh, window frame bars, things like that. And so for them to look back through the book and try and find the cross, and that's where I take them to Good Friday where Jesus died on the cross in the darkness. Mm -hmm. And my point there is that Jesus went through a a great sorrow and suffering on the cross, and he had no light uh, that day. The the sun was blanked out. There were no stars in the sky. There wasn't even a sliver of the moon to give him any light. And yet in the darkness, Jesus trusted that his father was still good, and uh, even though he couldn't see all of it. And uh, so that's where I'm trying to point people to the cross and show them that out of that dark moment uh, where Jesus was punished for our sins, God was still good and he was bringing good out of it so that we could be forgiven for our sins. Do you plan on writing any more books? I have an idea of a book maybe for my son, Zachary, who we've just adopted. Mm -hmm. I'd love to maybe write him a book. This book's dedicated to Ben. And uh, I've been thinking I'd love to write a little book for Zachary, but um, as yet, uh, I haven't had the time. So we will see. Maybe I'll call it um, The Sun is Always Shining (laughs) and uh, speak about how God's love is eternal and uh, try to communicate to Zachary that um, he's never not been loved, even though adoption is a very painful thing for a child to Mm -hmm consider that their mother or father gave them up. Um, I'd love to communicate to him that he's never not been loved, that um, his birth mothers loved him from the day she uh, was uh, conceived him in her womb, and she chose to spare his life and give him up for adoption so he could have a better life. Uh, we've loved him from the day that we met him, but the person who's loved him from the very beginning of his life is God. And uh, I'd love to communicate that truth to him, that he's never not been loved and the sun is always shining. Uh, but I'll see if that, I get the time to write something like that. Where can people get your book? Uh, they can get it at, um, I think, uh, any Christian bookshop should have it. And if not, um, it should be available. It is available on Amazon.com. Or they could go to WTSbooks.com, WTSbooks.com, which is uh, the bookstore of our seminary, mm-hmm. Westminster Bookstore, and it's available there for at a good discounted price. 
Are you on any social networking sites or an official website? Uh, no, just my faculty page on my on the Westminster Theological Seminary website. People can find my faculty page and okay. some of my uh, writings there and uh, sermons. Is there anything else you'd like to add? No, just thank you very much for having me on the program. Cool. And uh, I hope that uh, people might consider uh, reading a book that is a sad book. Or no, it's not a sad book. It's a it's a sad story. But I think the book gives us a ray of hope in the midst of sadness, and that is that the moon is always round. Well, thank you so much for the interview. It was an honor, and you have a great week. Thank you, Jill. Bye bye. God bless. Okay, Thanks. bye. bye.